Buzz Talk Business, talking to you about the real stories and connecting real with people with real life. This is Buzz Talk Business. Right on the podcast today, we have Rachel Burton, who is a celebrity in her own right for the moment. She has achieved something really phenomenal. Winner of the Newborn Photography of the Year 2020. Tell us that story. How how did that even start? So my business is, I specialise in newborn photography. I do maternity and family as well, but I specialise um, in newborns and I'm a member of the societies of photographers and they have competition which you can enter monthly and then at the end of the year go through kind of all of the images that had won gold throughout the year and any images that are submitted at the end of the year then get they pick kind of finalists so for 2020 I had two images in two different categories that were in the finals so one was my newborn um, image and then one was a visual narrative um, picture that I'd done but yeah the newborn image won the whole category and yeah so now I'm newborn photographer of the year I know that's a really good accolade isn't it it was there a prize for it is it recognition uh, I, got a, I got a trophy wow okay that's really that's fantastic as well and the newborn photograph I have seen it is just so precious and she is just so vulnerable and you've captured that fragility of newborn life for sure and the story of um her birth and her being here is its own version of precious isn't it yeah and but a lot, i think a lot of people when they saw the picture they saw it with the story after um because after the, the awards had been announced um i then published a blog um on my website just explaining kind of her story behind how we took that picture and why we took that picture um and it was because it's her mum the baby's mum um is a friend of one of my friends and um she was going to come for her newborn pictures after jasmine was born obviously but um she got taken into hospital and jasmine was delivered early because she'd been poorly throughout her pregnancy Um, and then they found out when they delivered her by um via emergency c-section that she had stage four bowel cancer so that was why she was poorly um so she couldn't then have her newborn session like she intended to because she had to start treatment yeah amy and um amanda's mum bought the baby and her older sister so we could still get those pictures done for her even though Amanda was in the hospital so so your friend Amanda stayed in the hospital to have the treatment for the cancer yeah and the baby baby, um Daisy you said was yeah but um her baby's name is Jasmine um oh Jasmine sorry yeah and she's got an older sister called Amelia um so we did photos of them together as well so okay and uh, when were they reunited so Amanda was kind of backwards and forwards from the hospital having tests because obviously they didn't it was when they first saw they had to kind of diagnose and kind of see how far it spread and stuff like that um so it was a few weeks after um that she was then having had her first operation yeah she's i think she's coming to the end of her first round of chemo she's had a few operations she's got obviously more chemo more operations to go but um yeah, she's getting through as best she can. Yeah, it's it's a challenging time, isn't it? The baby was a real blessing to start with. That um, 
through her being born. I mean, it's a strange type of a blessing and precious, obviously. But because she was born, the cancer was found and she's able to have a treatment because it's the kind of cancer maybe that could hide away without being um, diagnosed for a while. Yeah, and I mean, she's she's young. She's like in her 30s. Um, so, yeah, it's... I've never heard of it being discovered like that way. <laughs> um, and for Jasmine to be born five weeks early and she spent a, a little a little bit of time in special care, but apart from that, she's perfectly fine. No problems that's whatsoever. Quite, that's wonderful. So I expect she's got a lot of people rallying around and loving her and it's all really precious and everything. So you're, yeah. you're involved in so much more than the photograph, aren't you, by the sounds of it? But then Amanda had the photos, um, like with my session, you get the photos and then you get, you know, um, I put them in a video. So she has the video as well. And she had them to take with her when she was going to hospital. So even though she didn't have the babies with her, she still, you know, she still had the pictures on her phone and stuff like that. I kind of showed her how to download them all to her phone. So, yeah, so she has them and she got it done because they don't stay that little for that long like if even compared to when I photographed her you know uh, I think she was about five weeks old when I photographed her even though to up until now like she looks completely different and it's only been a few months so you know they don't stay that little for very long so we had a kind of a small and luckily it's kind of that window of opportunity fell between the lockdowns um so we were able to get it done so she was the first newborn session that I had in the new studio over in Aldershot so See, that's serendipity as well, isn't it? The whole thing. Yeah. Because of that photograph, you've won that award. Because of that photograph, there's a story to tell on another level also. And mm-hmm. um, she was your first photographing experience in the new studio. So moving on to that, what kind of photography do you do? I know you do newborn stuff like that. Is it all just newborn? And how do you set it up? And how do you work with a newborn family? newborn baby to produce those photos so typically my a client will come to me for they'll see my newborn stuff and they'll be pregnant so they'll come to me asking about a newborn session and I'll ask them do they want a maternity session because most people don't get photographed when they're pregnant because it's not comfortable they don't feel like they look great most people um but I think those those images are really important not just for the mum, but also for the baby later on. And so, yeah, then it kind of plants that seed of, oh, maybe I do want maternity pictures. And so I'll photograph them when they're pregnant for maternity and then they'll come back for um, a newborn session. And a newborn session normally with me lasts about three hours. We're not photographing the whole three hours, but I always leave time for, you know, kind of feeding settling baby and kind of you know photographing in between that and cuddles obviously because obviously job (laughs) i get to cuddle them all day and then just hand them back yeah that's wonderful isn't it a beautiful little newborn smell is gorgeous as well yeah but it's really great because then i get to photograph you know they might come back when they're sitting and do you know a sitter session at kind of six seven months old and then they might come back when they were year old or when the mum's pregnant again. You know, I've had, I've got clients that I photographed 
from maternity, newborn, and now they're on kind of baby two or three. And they've come back for each of the stages, you know. So that newborn that I photographed initially is now big brother to one or two. So it's kind of nice to kind of build the family album that way. I think that's really nice. And you build up a relationship with these people that um, crosses the boundaries, doesn't it, of um, your part of that. It's like like celebrants with weddings and um, naming ceremonies and things like that. You're a special place in their heart for that sort of thing. How did you get into photography then? What what were your reasons? So I've always photographed my own kids because my husband was in the army. So, um, you know, if he was he was deployed... Um, so, you know, I'd constantly be photographing the kids and sending him pictures of what we're doing and, you know, how they're kind of growing and stuff. Um, and then when I had my youngest, Hunter, in 2012, I took him for a newborn session, which was awful. <laughs> and I didn't, I, it was, it made me feel that bad I didn't go back and look at the pictures. Okay. And I just, I just thought there's got to be a different way to do this a better way and I don't want anybody else to feel that way when they take their newborn for for photos so yeah I started learning about newborn photography and then I photographed Hunter when he was a baby um and that's kind of how it grew and then my friends were having babies and they were like oh can you take pictures of my babies and I'm like okay so So it's kind of just like simple beginnings isn't it did you did you train as a photographer did you do any college courses or anything like that or did it was it just instinctively that you've ended up in this position yeah I think most mostly I'm self-taught um and there's a couple of photographers um there's one in Australia that um I absolutely loved and I got all of her training and that was Kelly Brown um and yeah so I got all of her training and obviously most of that was online um classes and stuff like that newborn safety newborn posing so yeah and but people look at a newborn picture and go oh that's a cute picture of a baby but it's taken me kind of five six years to learn how to do that (laughs) how to make it look so simple yeah exactly because you know you don't you can't just put a baby down like that you know you have to know how to pose them as safely and you know because safety has to be number one with newborn photography so yeah I was looking at the photograph I have to say and I was thinking that she just like looks there you know she's lying there and you think you just put wait for her to go to sleep put her in the position and take the photograph and I thought that obviously isn't how you do it but that is the, the simplified version of what you think so it's taken Pretty, what, five yeah. or six years to be um an overnight success and you end up on BBC television being interviewed um what's next what's anything come out of the woodwork any opportunities that have come from winning this competition um not yet I just I love photographing in my studio I love photographing my clients I love the newborn sessions um so and hopefully you know obviously my business pre-lockdown was predominantly word of mouth you know I'd have a pregnant mum who'd then come in for a maternity session I'd then be passed to all her friends pregnant people no pregnant people and then their newborn session again I'd be passed around all their friends um so it was mostly referral whereas obviously lockdown and everything that's you know kind of cut that rope so I've now got to rebuild kind of my client base and stuff so 
it's going to take a bit of time, but hopefully it will, um, you know, we'll kind of get it back to where it was. Yeah, I can I can see it probably won't take that amount of time, will it? Because on your Facebook page, um, it's great to see that people will see that you've won this award and the quality of your work speaks for itself to start with. And it happens to be a fantastic opportunity that's come along just as you're about to open your studio again that's a real thing isn't it have you got any top tips for any up-and-coming photographers learn newborn posing and newborn safety before you try it (laughs) because it's not a risk that anyone should be taking with someone else's baby and there's been you know a kind of a few instances on Instagram or whatever that you you know people might have seen and it's not as easy as just putting a baby down and the baby just lays in that position you know you have to have a spotter near the baby at all times just in case that baby moves you know and posing the baby positioning the baby correctly is and in a safe way is paramount when it comes to newborn so when you're doing a bit of photography, how much bribing goes on with like sweets and biscuits and all that kind of stuff if, to get that perfect pose? So if I'm photographing a toddler and a newborn, now I'm giving away a few secrets, maybe. Mm. <laughs> um, so that isn't one picture. With me, I don't photograph that as one picture. So I photograph... For example, if I'm using kind of a basket or something like that, which when you see the picture, the baby's in the basket, the toddler, a two-year-old, is sitting next to the basket. I will photograph the two-year-old with an empty basket with an iPhone or an iPad in the basket so the baby's, so the toddler's looking in the right direction. And then I'll take out the toddler and then I'll position the baby where the iPhone, iPad, chocolate buttons, whatever, would be. Um, And then I will composite those pictures in Photoshop to make the final image for the parents, which includes both the kids. So, But I do it that way just purely for safety, because I don't want a two year old to kind of push, you know, push on a prop and or anything like that. That's got a baby inside um, a basket or anything like that. So just purely for safety, I am more comfortable doing it as separate images and um, compositing in them together got to ask you this you must have some funny stories that you could share can you pick one well i don't think you can do newborn photography without guaranteeing at some point during the session you're gonna get weed on or pooed on (laughs) it's part of my job (laughs) (laughs) oh dear that's part of my job that's part of your job is it yeah fair enough yep and, um, you know, what do you think most people do wrong then when when they're taking photos, for instance, in general, not just baby photos, general? Getting people to smile at the camera. Mm-hmm. I think it's not the connection with the camera that you need to capture. It's the connection between the people, you know, like a mum and her baby. You want the connection between the mum and her baby. You don't want the connection between the mum and the camera. Do you know what I mean? So people will kind of point a camera at a mum and say, you know, and get her to look at the camera. That's not the connection that you want to be capturing. You want to be capturing the connection between them two. And you want to be able to see that and feel that when you look at that picture, which I don't think you will get if you ask someone to look at the camera. So how do you get someone to smile? Talk to them, make them feel comfortable. People smile when they're comfortable. <laughs> like I am now with you. That's great. <laughs> 
No, but they do naturally, you know, and you can always tell, you can tell the difference in a picture between someone that you've told to smile and someone that smiles naturally. You can, they smile with their eyes. It's interesting, isn't it? You probably know when people are smiling by looking at their eyes because obviously everyone's had masks on the last 12 months. So you probably know when that person is smiling. And But people, I, you know, even with some some of my friends and before they've never noticed it, you know, and when I photograph, like if I photograph my friends and their kids and I always say to, you know, them, I'm like, you're forcing the smile because the smile isn't in your eyes and I can see it. And now other people can see, like they can see it too. They're like, I know because I can, I can tell when someone's smiling at me, but even though they're wearing a mask, like you can see it in people's eyes, like they have a twinkle which people don't have when you smile at you. They don't have that. It's, it's not natural. Now, apart from photography, we've got to ask you about your musical tastes here, as we do on the podcast. Got one song that you go to that you would take to that desert island? Oh, um, well, I don't know. We'd listen to so much different sounds. But you, personally? Eminem, Eight Miles, a good one. Doesn't matter what you do, that's a good one. Run back to this eight mile I'ma make a new plan Time for me to just stand up And travel new land Time for me to just take matters into my own hands Once I'm over these tracks Man, I'ma never look back And I'm gone I know right where I'm going Sorry mama, I'm grown I must travel alone Ain't gonna follow no footsteps I'm making my own Only way that I know How to escape from this hate What is it about the song then? I think it's just It doesn't matter whether I'm working Whether I'm cleaning whether I'm cooking the kids dinner that's a that's a bop whatever you're doing (laughs) and finally today then give us uh, a quote that you live by existing photographs for your children and with your children because one day they'll go to find a picture of you and what will they find will they find Instagram filters or will they find a picture that they want to put on their wall interesting one isn't it it is and it's everyone will at some point go to find a picture of you and i think people that don't have that don't think they need a professional picture take they think you know selfies and instagram pic you know snaps and whatever are perfectly good but are your kids going to want to hang that on their wall in 40 years time 50 years time or your grandkids even yeah, because so many people, they, they you know, take selfies, they take pictures on holiday, bung it on the laptop, stays on the laptop, and that's where it lives, isn't it? Yeah, and they never print it. And they clear out that drawer and that USB just gets thrown away and all those pictures are gone then. So if anyone wants to uh, speak to the expertise photographer that you are, uh, how do they get hold of you? On all my socials, it's um, at First for Memories. And it's the numbers, so one ST and then number four memories. Um, and then my website is firstmemories.co.uk. Rachel, it's been lovely to have you here on the podcast today. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Thank you. Buzz Talk Business. Fancy being part of our next discussion? Then get in touch by emailing us at info at buzzpodcasts.co.uk and find out more of our conversation at buzzpodcasts.co.uk.